Hello there, and welcome to this episode of Special Unit 352, or SU-352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so dang much that we wanted to talk about it all the time, so we decided to record it. Today, we're going to be talking about the first episode of Andor, but first, Peyton, how are you doing today? I am doing fine. Um, not much to report. Um... I did have my interview yesterday at Bonnet Springs Park, and it went rather well, and I'll be starting a volunteer position in a few weeks, uh, Saturday is orientation, and I had to finagle my public schedule around to work, to work it in, but, you know, it is what it is, I'd rather have orientation done and over with, so when... Um, things settle down after grand opening, I can dive straight into it, and, you know, I'm pretty sure they'll work with my schedule. Heck, I could probably open up Publix all seven days if I'm not going to be at Legoland anymore, and I could still do both Bonnet Springs and Publix. Cool. We'll see. Uh, how about you, my friend? Uh, I'm, I'm old today. Uh, <laughs> I, Dude. I, I injured myself walking. Entered walking, not looking where you were going, were you? <laughs> exactly where I was going. I was walking into work, and I stepped up on a curb, and I apparently put my uh, my heel down too quickly, or not. I don't know how <laughs> any of this works. And I uh, I rolled my ankle, and Bam. today was the day that everyone wanted something different than what they asked for. So uh, well. It it was a lot of moving and heavy lifting yeah. of like yeah. 60, 80 pound things. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So at least you didn't break your ankle. I don't know. I don't think you did. No, you I don't. Think, no, you I don't think I. I don't think I broke it. No, dude, you wouldn't be walking. Exactly. It would be no, at a weird angle. It would be a bad time. Yeah, and you wouldn't. You wouldn't be talking to me at this time. No, I would have. I, I would. Be in the hospital or be in a cast of some kind, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Be careful next time. So, do you have any, any news? I don't think I have any pressing news. We've recorded all of our news last weekend. And yes, folks, we still have it. It's coming out. It, it will out. have come out by the time you hear this. Yeah. And by the time you hear this, um, hopefully we'll have episodes two and three of Andor roughly done and on their way to you, to your, um, listening ears. That's the um, plan. So let's go into first impressions of Star Wars Andor. I'm going to go into mine really quickly first, um, without mentioning all the details, because I have seen all three episodes. Okay. Um... First of all, I was correct in knowing that this this show is different, dude. Not this your dad's Star Wars. No! And not your grandpa's Star Wars either, bruh. I mean, if grandpa's, I mean, I don't know how grandpa's are these days. I mean, heck, I had a bus driver that was 43 and she was the grandmother already. Um, long time ago. But this is a dark dark show. It's a dark and gritty show. 
there is some sex. Not Game of Thrones sex. But there is some interesting stuff that goes on. Um, it is real. It is a real show. There is some language in the show. But all three episodes, I'm glad they dropped all three episodes today. Because the first two were slow. Actually, they were slow enough where I had to watch one, put the phone down for probably an hour. And then watch the second one, put my phone down for an hour. And then episode three is the episode that really kicks off the show. Um, as far as that, I enjoy it. I have no complaints. None at all. And I say that almost every single time we watch a Star Wars show. But I seriously don't. Um, no cold openings so far, and no episode titles. Huh? For either of them, for for any of the of the three. Now, I as I understand it, you just watched the first one, correct? That is correct. I literally just closed the Disney Plus tab on my computer that I'm calling you on now. Wow! And what was your first impression of episode one? Um, I like this idea. Um, I, I have a few qualms as someone that is, I, I, I have some trepidation about the main antagonist that I assume is the main antagonist. Um, main antagonist. Uh, the, the guy, the, the corpo that's trying to solve the murder. Oh, yeah. But my, my thing with him is that he is very, um... He's very eager to please. He's very neurodivergent coded, and I am anxious to see if they can actually land that. Because if they do a good job, then kudos. But, like, if it's just a, oh, he's just a quirky guy, then I'm, I, I might be a little upset. But it's uh, it's it, it's already happened, so yeah. Uh, we'll just I don't want to say happens. I don't want to say anything, but from what I got from just watching that sequence in the first episode, he didn't sound quirky. He sounded like a man who wanted to act like he was doing something and wanted results. He and he looks get- autistic, coded. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll I'll say that it looks like he was. He was purposefully autistic coded, mm-hmm. which uh, is hairy in a couple of ways. Uh, I again, I want to see if they land that ship. If they land that ship, awesome! Um, mm-hmm. Excited about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anything else that stood out to you? Uh, I like the idea of. Uh, they they have hinted at his home planet in past tense, which is cool, because uh, I assume uh, we go a little explodey. So that's uh, something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't know if you were uh, if the audio description did anything for you here, but mm-hmm. um, the inhabitants of his planet that he was at. Uh, were all children in the woods. Yeah. As if they, they were they, refugees. They, they, yeah. 
Um, the question is, where are his parents? Because from what I understood, he and his parents shared the same view on the Republic before the Republic became the Empire. Um, there, as of right now, there aren't any adults in that no. in those flashbacks. So I'm I'm eager to see yeah. what what else is being said or told throughout. Um, a lot of aliens in this show. I I like it, and one of them is Nim, and I'm a fan of that. Uh, and it was just one tiny little thing that was pretty cool. Um, one of the holovid ladies uh, in the um, establishment. <clears throat> uh. <laughs> Yeah, the was brothel. yes, uh, <laughs> was a uh, was an alien species that they hinted at in the video games, but mm-hmm. never in a show, as far as no. I'm aware. Maybe in no. the Clone Wars, but honestly, because yeah. I haven't seen all of that, so I can't like say without a hundred percent. you need to watch Clone Wars. You need it's to sit so down. many. It's so many hours. For it's so many hours. Twenty two minutes apiece. That's fair. Go tell uh, Melissa to take so we can go on a nice long week vacation during the summertime. <laughs> which is not thing. And you you go watch Clone Wars. Also, it's like all Clone Wars is like chronologically all over the place. I I'm gonna look up a uh a list yeah, uh, the the chronological list so that I can figure yeah, out what's well, happening when. Disney Plus does have a little thing where you can watch all Ahsoka related episodes or Oh, cool. Uh they could they'll do you know I mean the parts of Clone Wars I would suggest to you are like the Mandalore stuff, obviously. Um, the stuff with Mortis. I don't know if we talked about Mortis at all. I have no um, idea who that is. Mortis is not a hue, it's a place where the dark side and light side nexuses of the Force come together. Oh, where, bro- where the family is. Yes, and of course, that's a very interesting part. But you know what? I don't want to get into that here. I don't want to get into that now. Uh, let's jump right into the episode. So, uh, there is no descriptions uh, on Wikipedia. So, we're just gonna be winging it. Blind. So... Uh, whatever we remember, we remember. Yes. So for for me, this this intro is interesting and endearing to Cass. Uh, with this idea that he uh, is in a scary part of town on a planet uh, whose name I don't remember, um, but it's it's corporation owned. That's important. Um, something one, I believe the planet is. Yeah, something. Of course, I love the music that went along with it. It was like a punk rock type of thing. Yeah, it was, and like that, there was like a touch of industrial. It was honestly reminiscent of the uh, uh, Thundercats character in the <laughs> Book of Boba. Oh, the mod. Not, yeah, the yeah, the mod guy. Yeah. The, the youths. So the youths. So <laughs> I think that uh, Cass walks into uh, a brothel and is asking for someone in particular. 
um, a woman from his home world. And the woman speaks of that planet in past tense as well. I didn't clock that until I start until I was looking back on that as a memory. But sure enough, uh, even the lady that worked at the brothel considered uh, his home planet uh, of what was the name of the planet? Do you remember? Which one? His home planet? Yeah. Fess? Is it Fess? I don't think so. Calor, Calor, I have no idea. Calamari, not Calamari. They don't have this, they don't have this information on the Wikipedia? Nope. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Kalari? I can't get that. It might be Kalari. Kalari, maybe. Um, a lot of R's because I know the capital of Mandalore is Sundari. Um. Hmm. Rule is Cassian Andor. Uh. As well as the co as the code name Fulcrum. That's an interesting thing, because Ahsoka was also referred to as Fulcrum mm-hmm. in Neville, so it's interesting that Cassian has that same. Whatever it is, so don't mention it again. Uh, I'm running through his... His backstory? Kassa. K-A-S-S-A. Uh... Uh, is his what he was what his name was uh he was born on the planet canari that was uh he was he is from canari Mm -hmm. um in 26 bby um okay 26 and this oh that's one thing we should touch on right now they actually gave us a time uh, a timeline here yep five bby Yes. So, I'm so happy they finally clarified that because you know there are people out there that still believe that Grogu is actually legitimately Yoda. What? Baby Yoda. Yeah. No. The the clue is that the second death start blowing up and the fact that Luke Skywalker appears in Mandalorian have not clued people in that this is not a freaking Yoda. It's a member of your species, but we we we've touched on that before. Um, John Favreau, please, 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 for Mando season three in the future, put timestamps, my dude. So, uh, he likes to play timey wimey, wibbly wobbly, which is which is like part of his storytelling, which mm-hmm. I guess is cool in some ways, but also makes it really hard to follow others. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of writers do it. I I I don't I don't want to dock him for uh, doing the doing the thing that lots of other people do. Uh, however, I do I personally I find it difficult to follow. So uh, we get a le- the plan is. It opens at 5 BBY, and 
uh, our boy goofs in a big way. He goes to uh, a night establishment and <laughs> uh, he is in the process of asking for this girl from his home planet of Canari. Uh, lady that works there says she's gone, but during that, uh, these, uh, <laughs> these mall cops are, uh, are upset that, like, you know, he exists, so, and he's not groveling at their feet. So, what is going, uh, so he leaves immediately, he, like, just rushes out of there, he doesn't, none of his information None of this information is helpful to him. Yeah. And on yeah. his way back to his ship. That, yeah, I almost thought there was going to be a fight right there in the brothel, but we've already seen that in Mandalorian. Yeah, he had no he had no reason to fight them. He just didn't like them and they didn't like him. Yeah. So they uh they apparently followed him out of the brothel and decide to try to hustle him. So he, uh, he said, oh, that yep. was them. I thought they were completely different people. That no, it was the exact same too. Damn. Yeah. That's why the, that's why the guy that dies immediately says, uh, says his same line. Oh, he's not laughing now. Is he, uh, he, uh, Cass, um, uh, Cassian Andor is like, I've got 300 bucks in my, uh, 300 credits on, uh, in my pocket and, uh, you could take it and leave, but I'm not, I'm not moving. I'm, I'm not giving, I'm not taking any chances. I'm not giving you an excuse for self-defense or whatever. Yeah. And. Yeah, he's not going to take that. And so. Our journey begins when he uh, convinces both of them to come closer, and he headbutts one, uh, like reverse headbutts one, and then gets the gun away from the other. And Cockley is like, tell me to do something. Tell me to do something now, now that I got the gun. And mm -hmm. uh, he tells to tells him to get his friend up and he rolls the other guy who's still on the ground over that got headbutted uh headbutt mcgee gets rolled over and uh, his eyes are vacant he dead he ain't breathing this and he pretty... he doesn't have a scratch on him either like that's oh. the weird part i think it was probably just his well you don't have to have a scratch on your throat to get your larynx Rush or something. That's fair. That's also, the, they that, yeah. in like the kerfuffle to get the handgun. They uh, the the mall cop shot off a couple of rounds. Maybe they touched him. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, this was a, this was a brutal beginning. Yes, it was. <laughs> this ain't no. This not for Pinocchio people. Mercy. You ain't wish on those stars here. No. <laughs> These stars do not trust you. So, <laughs> the thing about this is that the corporation guy, the corporation cop that's still alive, is like, we'll, 
We'll go in together. We'll turn ourselves in. Uh, and is like you're. He fell. He fell. There was a kerfuffle. Uh, we uh we came on too hot and too strong, and uh, he he fell. And when we when you and I both tried to get him up, he didn't get up. But Andor had has already done a lot of things, and so I assume. And so he can't turn himself in. Uh, so he ends up shooting the one alive mall cop and brands himself a murderer at the top of this show. Mm -hmm. So uh, we then get a cut of him going to uh, where he lives, uh, apparently. Uh, but the ship he was in uh, interesting enough, uh, I didn't catch the, the name of the ship, uh, the name of the kind of ship, but it does have Y-bomber engines. Oh, I did not catch that. Uh, Y-bombers have, uh, like, rectangular engines on the sides of them, and because they are bombers, um, the, I assume this is the reason why, uh, the engines are held further out and so they look like a Y. Mm -hmm. This was much closer. Uh like they were right up on the cockpit. It was a very small like th this was a, a Volkswagen Beetle of a ship. Mhm. Mm uh so he flies back home, tells a robot not to uh not to tell anyone he saw that he saw him. And goes and finds a friend um, that will cover for him and is mm -hmm. an alibi. So, he apparently has a lot of friends that he owes a lot of money to. And that is <laughs> kind of a theme. Right. We've seen it with Han and Jabba. We've seen it with... Um, Tobias Beckett and Dryden Voss. We've seen it with, um, whatever they are. The, what's it? The Guavian Death Gang? Yeah. yeah it all, all comes down to money. Yep. Money, money. I'm surprised that this is, uh, a corporation and not one of the guilds. Mm -hmm. Um, really? You would think. Yeah, they're like, because, like, that makes all of this above board as much as an imperial corporation can be above board. But, like, they mm -hmm. can do their work in broad daylight. That changes the vibe of we're the people in charge and we can do everything we want to do to you in broad mm -hmm. daylight and everyone will agree with us. Mm -hmm. So, like, that changes the, uh, that changes the vibe. Instead of, like, mm -hmm. we could run in the daytime because the gangs won't come after us then. Like, nah. Nah, bro. That's not how this works. So, mm -hmm. we have... Uh, we have our boy doing his absolute gosh dang diddly darndest to mm -hmm. 
try to find money to get off world. He contacts a woman he knows that is that has a buyer that wants mm-hmm. to meet him. Um, Bex, I believe her name is right. Mm-hmm. But here's my question. If you wanted to get off world, then why did he come back to that world? Because that's where he needs to have been. He needs the alibi. Ah. He needs to run, but he needs everyone to think that he is not running. Mm-hmm. Because if they're because if he's not running, they're not going to hurt anyone around him, mm-hmm. and also they won't come after him. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the the thought process, I assume. Yes. So he tells his friend to be an alibi. He gets a hold of the woman that says, "I have a ship that need that has a buyer." Uh, you need to contact him now. This thing is hot. We have to go. I've got to go. And mm-hmm. uh, we we keep getting cuts back to uh, the corpos. Uh, one corpo is like, I've stayed up all night like a good little boy. And uh, I'm not a boy. <laughs> And I am so excited to uh, pr- prove myself to you, uh, Corporation Daddy. And mm-hmm. they, and the man in charge, the old white man, just goes, uh, "No, uh, look, these guys, a of all, were not where they're supposed to be, drinking what they shouldn't drink in a brothel that they shouldn't be able to afford because we don't tell everyone how much they make." Um, we don't tell an accurate number of how much they make. This could be a scandal. But we're not gonna have a scandal, are we? Wink, wink. And we're gonna, you're going to make an accident. And we're going to say that they died in the accident as a hero. (laughs) As heroes. And this guy's not having it. (laughs) He's not saying it out loud, because he can't say no. Right. But what he is doing is simply stating that uh, I'm going to do everything in my power, saying it without saying it, I'm doing everything in my power to figure out my loyalty is not to this old man. My loyalty is to the corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, which is gross. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I would rather I would rather a died in the wool Sith than a died in the wool corporative lackey. Uh, but that's just me. So he is shouting orders because he's in command, uh, trying to figure out where anyone like he's picking up scraps and looking everywhere. He's doing a, a dang good job. Of being a, a super sleuth. Batman would be proud. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the meanwhile, Cassian is running around, bumping into people that he owes money to, uh, and es- escaping their gaze, and as well as finding other places to uh, essentially try to find a place to sell his crap to. Um mm-hmm. It is at, at the end of the first episode. It looks like he is trying to sell a ship that isn't his. 
mm-hmm. which I'm sure will absolutely not blow up in his face. Uh, totally not. Uh, it, everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. So we are, uh, we start as we mean to go on. Uh, and like, that's the end of the episode of the flashbacks are a ship landed, uh, a ship crash landed on his planet. And, uh, another fun thing is the fact that, uh, he, uh, one of the kids was waving frantically as if to be saved. Mm. Uh, which, uh, like, clued me into the fact that, like, made me take stock of, like, just how few adults there were. Answer, none. There were no adults. So, like... Yeah. I wonder when this flashback is. Like, where is this set? How old do you think he is? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. He said something about being in the rebellion since he was six years old. Well, being a part of it. Uh, he mentioned this in Rogue One. But does that start here? Or does that start somewhere else? Five bucks says it starts here. Hmm. Uh, but it's not like... It's not like organized rebellion. It's, no, no. I freaking hate the Empire. Like, that's his vibe. And if if he was born in twenty six BBY or ABY, yep. In sixty years from that time, so right in the middle of Clone Wars, probably a year before the Empire rose. So, um, all right. Do we have any anything else to touch on? Nope, we're gonna figure out what happens to him in the background, uh, in the flashback, and what what's gonna happen to him in real life. Uh, yeah, whenever that, uh, whenever that actually happens. Uh huh. Do you have any predictions for what you think is gonna happen in the in the second episode? I think, uh, I think the buyer is uh the guy that. Uh, is Bootstrap Bill. The one that we saw, that we, he was seeing in the trailers? Yeah, the former senator. Okay. Or maybe he still is a senator. Lucian, I believe his name is. Because he doesn't dissolve the Senate until episode four. Right. So five years from now. So, like, I mean, he's, a, yeah. I, I tell you, I'm going to be psyched when we actually get to see the Senate and Coruscant again. I'm super pumped for that. I don't know when it's going to be. It may be in episode 4. I can tell you they did not show Coruscant in the next two episodes. Ah, so, well, then we're going to have to find out together. Exactly. So, how unusual it is for me to have watched ahead of you. It's, it, it's nice. I, it's pleasant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I had the day off, so... Well, now I'm restless. I need to get back to work. I gotta make some money. I feel that. Yeah. So, um, is that a wrap? Indeed it is. Alright, nice and simple. Boom. One moment. Here we go. Why are we not loading? There we go. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we have a Facebook page at Special Unit 352 and Instagram at uh, Twitter at SU352Podcast. And all of our art was beautifully and wonderfully made by Jake at Gin and Tonic on Instagram. Please hit him up. He does excellent work really super fast. Good guy. Hey, Peyton, what is our email address? Our email address is specialunit352 at gmail.com. Please email us your thoughts on the first three episodes. Please no spoilers yet for Max. Uh, we don't want him being spoiled. And uh, just a quick shout out to uh, Joe Pancoats who followed us on Facebook. Woo! Uh, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening apps because that will help us show up in the algorithms. And we look forward to talking with you guys next week. And as Peyton always says, May the force be with you. <laughs>